Honey, this gas is so hot, I nearly burned the roof of my mouth. Ooh, I scorched my pump. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, but look at how plump they are now. Ooh. <laughs> Bee venom. <laughs> On today's episode of Hot Goss, we discuss movie stars, the Chromatica Ball, and James Wood being a dumbass. And grab a mop. Trinity is spilling some tea all over the place. And I'm not just talking about her talent show, either. Sweet tea. Plus, we all have a lovely tip spot from our talented, lovely young actress ingenue, Kelly Mantle. She joins us to talk about all of her jobs, from stage to screen to back alley to Radio City. Yes, and honey, the cock and the ass and the dicks and the balls and the fellatio and the drag con, it's off the charts this week as Babe. we dive into the D-Dems. We might need to hire an excavation crew because the cave is just too full of pictures at this point. That's right. Maybe we can just frack and it'll just collapse. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's get this roast a-cookin', or rather, let's get this goss a-gossin'. Uh, I don't think that works, but we can start the show. <laughs> Hot goss. Hot goss. Well, fellatio is spelled right here in the cold I open. know. M. Oh. M. Mom! We would like to welcome you back for yet another steaming, piping, coming, serving up hot gas. This, of course, is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, gossip and politics, and take a deep dive into the DMs. So let's get into it. This is hot gas. Girl, I. I've been seeing you all over the world. She's very busy with Outfest premieres and such. Queens down under. under. Uh, no, this, yeah, I've done, I've done a lot of things. How was your week? <sighs> um, My week was weak. Uh, no, it's been really busy. I've just been doing a hundred million things. This fucking monkeypox vaccine. God damn. I wonder if anyone got video of me fucking having a tantrum at the monkeypox line. Well, do you want to tell Do you want to tell the nice people what happened when you were turned away after they said, this is not a real text message. This is a screenshot of a text message from some piece of trash. Probably named uh, Billiam. Listen, this is not... I shouldn't have to lie and falsify and fucking uh, have to know somebody who knows somebody. That should not be how it is to get a vaccine for a disease that is on the rampant rise. But that's what it is. Luckily, I knew someone. So I was like, okay, luckily, I knew both of you. And luckily, I got the link with the locations. And so I went and I knew that it was going to be outdoors and there was going to be a long line. I was ready to wait. I was ready to wait. I had my sunscreen. I had my water. We're ready to do so. I was ready to do so. And then I get there and I get there nice and early. I wait, you know, for a good hour or so. And then they're like, oh, do, do you have your eligibility? I was like... Yeah, I'm eligible. <laughs> no, we need we need eligibility. Uh, are you on prep? No. Uh, 
are you, do you have uh, did you get the text message? No, I signed up on four different lists and I never received the text message. Oh, um, do you have a doctor's note? No, my job is hugging and kissing people for a living. I'm flying to the UK on Tuesday. I live in Los Angeles. Then I'm going to work in New York. So uh, I work in crowds of people. I think I'm pretty much, I think I'm pretty much at risk here for for possibly being the vector to bring this to different regions of the world. Mm-hmm. No, we just we need proof. We we don't have proof of eligibility. So I was like, so seriously, I can't get, I can't get the shot in my arm today. I'm here. I'm at risk. I'm in the population and you're turning me away. Yes. Yes. No, we are. So I was like, they're turning me away, everybody. (laughs) They're turning me away. A huge long line of just hundreds of people. They're turning me away. I'm not allowed to get the shot, everybody. Did you, did you have your crown on? Did you think of wearing your crown? Yes, of course. Did of you course, have the scepter wear- with you? Of course I did. Yes, of course. It was a typical Sunday afternoon. Of course I did. Uh, so what I had to do was I went to an urgent care and I said, hi, I need uh, someone to sign a piece of paper that says I'm eligible to get the, sm- the, the smallpox, the monkeypox vaccine. And... When I finally did, I waited there for a while. And when I finally did, the doctor was like, why are they having you do this? You should, they should just give you the, of course they fucking should. So then I go back to Encino again and I finally have the shot in my arm. Lucky me. Lucky me. It shouldn't be this difficult because everyone needs this. That's the point of a vaccine is everyone yeah. is supposed to get it so that we knock out and eradicate the thing. It shouldn't I, be this fucking difficult and it's irritating and it makes me mad. I understand what they're doing because the people on prep are considered more high risk than the people who aren't on prep. So that's what that's one of the reasons that you should have just lied and said you were on prep. Um, but they need proof. How they didn't ask me for proof that I was on prep. Well, they look, see, that's the thing also. There's no consistency. It's different just, every time. They looked so at the sidewalk and saw the puddle of cum. <laughs> <laughs> it's different for me. It's different for everybody who shows up. And it shouldn't be this fucking difficult. It, it shouldn't there, be. There should not be. First of all, first of all, whore. <laughs> first of all, druggy whore. There shouldn't be a shortage of the, this vaccine. There, should, there shouldn't be limited supplies. Well, listen, there should now, be plenty of it. Now that women it. and kids are getting it, there will be more. Don't worry. That, it's all irritating. It all makes me so mad. But, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm grateful to both of you for helping me uh, get through the day and also for, you know, giving me the information to fucking get this fucking thing. Because literally my job is being around people and I don't want to, you can get it from being around people. I get that. Um, and people were around me when I was getting the vaccine, apparently. <laughs> they wrote into our <laughs> humble little podcast. Oh, si- they brought a little class to our little show. Mm-hmm. To, to mention that I was there. Um, I actually saw multiple people. I saw Bruno from the pit crew. Oh, and, really? And watching this giant muscle man like an apparition walk through with everybody looking at him and then he came right up to me i was like oh no not to attract attention um but so beautiful mm-hmm. and he got the vax i got the vax and then i was cruising somebody in line and then i got closer to the front and then i was like 
oh, we definitely fucked on Tuesday. And this was a Thursday. So I was just, I was like, oh, okay, well, consistent. Can't spell consistent <laughs> without, can't spell consistent without sis. <laughs> sis. This was the email we got. It said, I'm waiting in line to get my monkeypox vaccine, and I'm almost positive that Willem is a few people ahead of me. We stan. <laughs> I know. We stand in line for a while, <laughs> and then we get it. Um, I am very – I found out about it because my trainer was letting me know where to get it, and they're giving out the vaccine at bathhouses, um, everywhere. So just – Try and get it if you can. It hurts a little bit, but you'll be fine. Um, and remember, it is a two-dose vaccine. You're supposed to go back four weeks later for your second dose. Oh, yeah. And they were like, yeah, we don't know where you'll be able to get that second shot, but... <laughs> yeah, it's like the lottery. We have to advocate Thanks, for ourselves. Guys. You know what Thanks, I mean? guys. Well, at so least we have dumb. wonderful things to watch in in um, while we're standing on. Uh, unconventional. You, you, were, you were in a little uh, a, a little multi episode arc of unconventional at Outfest. Um, mm-hmm. How was? It was great. I got to introduce Kathy Griffin, which was super Her fun. Um, this was one of her first sets after being diagnosed with cancer after she was filming unconventional so she had cancer while she was filming it which is crazy to think um and she's doing better now she's she killed the episodes were great we all looked beautiful it is such a fuckable cast um and hopefully uh it'll get picked up and you'll be able to see it on tv for many years to come we love that um I Come. also had a little oh. showing at Outfest, but we're going to talk about that later in the episode mm-hmm. with our very special tip spot. And were you uh, cabareting about at the no, Pasadena Penthouse? No. Um, have you heard of Freestyle Love Supreme? It's like mm-hmm. a it's like a Lin Manuel Miranda, I think, like uh, created it or produced it, but it's basically a freestyle kind of improv show. That sounds fun. Uh, and they have like special guests come in and like do a segment with them. And so they asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was like, I don't freestyle. I, I, I'm terrified of improv, but they were like, no, we'll take care of you. It'll be great. And it was really, really fun. And so I got to just go and like do a couple of things. They take like suggestions from the audience. Uh, and then we like sang a song about it. It was really terrifying. Uh, they, these artists in this show are, absolutely out of their minds incredible so good so talented they're able to just like freestyle rap about any possible given thing and it's really really good really awesome nice sorry i missed it um there is something i won't be missing and that's the chromatica ball mama sweetie courtney just went baby in paris it looked like the time of her life um Um, so no fun tonight I'm not having fun tonight. It's not on this. It's missing. Well, maybe she's not doing it. The fans are outraged. This is from Gaga Daily, so I don't know how accurate it is, but I assume it is accurate, the set list. She can't do everybody's favorite song. And why would you sing a song about not having fun when you want people to have fun? I get it. Because it's the Chromatica Ball, and there's literally only, like, fucking ten songs on the album. So, like... I thought that, the, and that's my favorite song from the album. Listen, I'm not, I'm not critiquing. I understand how show business works. You can't do every single song ever. Uh, I just really love that song. 
But I, girl, I know what this set list is all about because the the night she did the first show, mm-hmm. someone was Instagramming live uh, from the first <laughs> show, I think in Germany. And so I was watching grainy ass fucking phone videos <laughs> on a plane. I was watching <laughs> and I was like, yeah, what? she looks so great. She sounds absolutely incredible. Her voice is hot. The mic is hot, honey. Mm-hmm. She sounds great. She looks great. It looks like a really fun show. I can't wait Her to mic see is it on. in New Jersey. That microphone is on in the on position and the batteries are fresh. Mm-hmm. She looks great. She sounds great. I'm seeing her in uh, New Jersey uh, on August 11th. I'm seeing her with my friend August in uh, L.A. I cannot wait. Really exciting. And a quick note about some mom merch. Okay. Uh, We want to thank you for buying the merch over the weekend. The sales Mm -hmm. are now closed. We did it, Joe. Your orders are going to be shipped out ASAP. (laughs) Stamps.com. Sent bird. International shipping, all of it. Yes. Well, once you get that in the mail, uh, put your headphones back in and take a listen to our Rainbow Spotlight this week, which is We're Here by Talia Keys. Yes. And there's a really great... Yeah. There's a music video which accompanies it, which we will put on our Race Chaser Pod Instagram, and you can check it out. We're here with Talia Keys. We'll be back. Sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Ooh, I'm thinking something al fresco. Mm. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors' fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved 
and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Uh, have you tried the factors? I've loved the factors. Oh, it's girl. been the it factor for me, actually, for Absolutely. a while because there's so many different choices. Like, you have 35 different things to choose from every week, and they're all different, and they it's like... I love the I love the variety because with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore in your mouth. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in 2 minutes, no shopping, prepping, cooking or cleaning up. Head to factormeals.com/drag50 and use code drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. Ooh, that's savings you can taste. That's drag code drag50 at factormeals.com/drag50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time. All in one place, all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days, and it's important for your business to stand out. And that's why Squarespace is so important. We use it for Drag Queen of the Year, and it was really easy to use. Your Drag Queen of the Year site is beautiful. And I know. Somebody said it took less than an hour to do. Just click, click, click the box. Really quick, really easy. You don't need to learn code or anything. I love that. Uh, we, You can start with a completely personalized website with the new guided system, Squarespace Blueprint. You can choose from professionally curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, tailored to your brand or business and optimized for every device. And then you can easily launch your website and get discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. So you show up more often to more people and grow the way you want. And Squarespace makes it super easy to sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools you need. Plus, you can connect major social and multimedia accounts to your website in a few clicks as icons, direct links, or embedded feeds. And sellers can also sync their product catalog directly with Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Google to reach more customers and reduce the steps for a purchase. Love that seller sync. They've really thought of it all. They really have. So head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drag to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Girl, Miss Trinity, the Tuck Taylor tool man, is out here in these streets, literally on a sidewalk in the street, spilling the tea about the Raja situation. Somebody asked her at a show when um, Raja went off on Michelle, and Trinity just, she, Trinity has gotten everything she can from these people. She's gotten the crowns, she's gotten money, she's gotten the fame. They can't give her anything more at this point uh, because I'm sure they're not going to do. Uh, drag race Appalachia anytime soon so where she would she be say? so she just basically told the truth and the truth is Raja went off on Michelle on episode 3 and Trinity will tell you everything one of those two 
Uh, put the money in there, and then you can ask the question. Which episode did Raja say to Michelle Visage that she doesn't... The third episode. Oh, yeah. The third episode. Raja... Okay, so everybody thinks that the judges didn't give us negative critique on All Star 7. They did. They did give us negative critique. They just chose to edit that out. You know, RuPaul has that song, Blame It on the Edit. Well, bitch, I'm blaming it on the fucking edit, okay? The edit was they chose not to show any of the negative critique, which is fine. I'm, I'm, it made everybody look great, which is great. But Michelle came for Raja during episode three, and Raja looked dead at Michelle and said, Who are you to judge me? Oh my God. You have no credentials other than being the host's best friend. Backstage oh my God. in the workroom, the cameras were cut. She told all the producers, she said, she should be fired. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I agree or not. I'm just saying. That's just. <laughs> I don't. I, listen, I, I don't agree that Michelle should be fired. I think it's really cool that Raja, like, spoke back. That's really fucking legendary because, I mean, they're basically the same age. I mean, they're they're contemporaries. Uh, they are. So, so it really. I mean, I, I can understand that, I, and I love tantrums and I love fits, and so and Raja's really good at them. So I think that's really cool. I don't think Michelle Visage should be fired. I think she's a part of the show. I think she's an institution. I think she knows a fucking thing or two about drag, uh, and has for many years. I don't think she just has the job because she's completely unqualified and is friends with the host. I think she's there to doing a very vital purpose, which is to give hard critiques. And that's you know a what? hard job to do. I think it would be great for an LGBTQIA show to give a job to an LGBTQIA person. Like someone like Leomi on Legendary is more qualified to judge drag and ballroom and Everything things like that. Everything is ballroom. Everything in culture comes from ballroom. Honestly, like I, I see, I see why Michelle is there. Rue likes her, and it's a host's prerogative to hire who they want. But would I let Michelle Visage judge me? No, because she's. I think my superiors should judge me, and she is not my superior. I've seen what she's done on stage, and what she thinks is okay to do at drag shows. I'm just like, no, like you have her taste level. First of all, I don't think is sufficient to okay. judge a flea, let alone. A flop like me. <laughs> I've seen. How dare I've seen you her. Judge a flea. I've seen Please her have a hard job. No, that's not a flea. Sorry. Yeah, I've <laughs> Please do not make cricket noises. As <laughs> far as I, as far as I'm aware. Let's move on. Um, I know she's your friend, and that's okay. But like, we don't have to be friends with all the same people. I just don't like her. Uh, you've made that clear. I'm not fond of her either. <laughs> um. Now, James Woods. What happened here? Is he the Republican? Mm-hmm. The actor. Oh, he played Hades in Hercules. Remember him? Yes. And, he's, and he was in Casino. Yes. He was Ginger's pimp. So he's um, a right-wing nut job. And he recently tweeted, the correct pronoun usage in the English language is he for a singular male and she for a singular female. I got it. They is used for the plural of either males, females, or both. Don't be bullied by hair-brained liberals. Now he's talking about our hair? 
This uh, is what you know, no one was expecting was a clapback from the dictionary themselves. Uh, containing multitudes, the dictionary is obviously non-binary. Uh, they has been in use as a singular pronoun since the 1300s, tweeted dictionary.com, quoting Woods's tweet. Among its best-known users in history... Chaucer, Shakespeare, Jane Austen. Dictionary.com linked back to their article explaining the etymology of they as a singular pronoun, which explains that sharing our pronouns is a way of sharing our gender identity with the world. You might identify as female and ask that people refer to you as she slash her. Or maybe you identify as male and your friends use he, him when they talk about you. For other folks, they, them are the appropriate pronouns to use. So next time someone asks you to use they in the singular, tell them you're on board. The dictionary approves. Girl, James Woods, it's not your... It... Who cares? What... Why do you... Why do you have to... Why do you have to be like... Why do you have to... Why do you have an opinion on this? What does it matter to you, sir? I think white men are so threatened right now by the evolution of language and the evolution of times that they're grasping at straws in the wind. And I'm not talking about yeah. your wigs. Um, <sighs> because I've asked them not to touch your hair and to use your ears oh instead for leverage. But this is just, it's just... <laughs> I've got a couple T-pins. Oh, okay. White male fragility. T-pins <laughs> are the ones you put it into the wig head. That's like a needle. I don't use T-pins. Well, that'll, that'll, keep it, that'll keep it on. <laughs> I love um, Crystal. <laughs> I just, I don't see why he's necessary anymore a, at this point. What a dumb jerk. Well, what probably happened is he probably interacted with someone and they corrected him about the pronouns. And he's like, oh, not me, honey. I am a, I am a rich Hollywood star. You don't correct me about anything. So I'm pissed and I'm going to get on Twitter and I'm going to cuck in a coup. And that was no. that. <laughs> No, no, it's a no for me. Show me something else. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Bye. That's hot goss. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. Mama... Okay, so what they do is they send us some credits so we can go on their website and buy some items. I bought this pullover, like, um, this sweatshirt, and now it's, like, my favorite thing to wear. I literally wear it all the time. It's, like, so cute. I've been wearing quince at least a couple times a week because these basics are so comfortable, and I love them. I was just like, that goes with everything. Let's wear it. Exactly. There's a 100% Mongolian cashmere sweater from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands by partnering directly with top factories. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Now, Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. And Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical and responsible manufacturing practices in premium fabrics and finishes. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash 
Drag. Drag. For free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash drag. And get free shipping and 365 day return. Quince dot com slash drag. Drag. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. I like Hinge because it's one of those things where you have all these things to answer questions about, and I love talking about myself. Hinge prompts help you show off your full personality and connect with someone who appreciates you. Exactly. Specifically, Hinge's LGBTQIA prompts are designed to help queer daters better connect based on similarities, interests, and compatibility. Plus, these prompts were created in collaboration with GLAAD, so they are by the people for the people. Willem, let's answer one of these prompts together. Okay, here's here's a good one. It says, I feel proudest of who I am when... I personally feel proudest of who I am when I'm, like, on stage and I'm doing a show and I'm like, this is... This is fucking great. The audience is there with me. I like that. I feel proudest of who I am when the flight attendant gives me a little nod and lets me know I can use the closet because he knows what's in the bag. Yes. Yes. LGBTQIA plus prompts are a great way to connect around niche yet relatable queer experiences by showcasing your nuances, humor, personality, and lived experiences. Download Hinge and show off your full self using their LGBTQIA plus prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. All right, Davis. Let's bring her out. Here we go. Did she need an All amp? Right, she said she needed to plug Eva. into something. Oh, these live singing girls. <laughs> live singing, dancing, prancing. Uh, she she used to be known as the Brandy Warhol. <laughs> from the covers of Girl Talk magazine. <laughs> What about transformations magazine? On the walls of outfit awards. Is she the is she the sneech of the week though? Oh, come on, sneech of the week, Odyssey. I can't. Oh my god. We want to welcome the indubitable, the effervescent, the talented, the gorgeous Kelly Mantle. Oh, quit it some more. Oh my gosh. Your third appearance on our lovely little podcast. Thanks for classing up the show. You know what? I love this podcast. It is just a riot. And I'm all about it's a, it. It's a laugh riot. riot. Well, that's a laugh riot. I'm so glad that you were able to come on at such short notice. Um, uh, what's 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 going on? Uh, what's have you been in any movies recently? Or I don't know. Have you? We um, had a well, yes. Uh, this we had, past week, I know we had a blast at Outfest. Um, so much fun. So you all look fun. so good on the red carpet. Thank you. <laughs> How was the movie? The movie's good. Uh, I liked it. Popcorn's expensive at the Ford, let me tell you. Oh, really? Girl. Mm-hmm. The black licorice is too. Oh, girl. I had not seen the movie until we went to we went to Outfest. And I think it was it the first time that the movie was shown like with the live audience. I think it was. I think so, because, you know, it was also accepted into Tribeca Film Festival, but I think that was um, because of COVID or whatever it was. um, What's that called? Online. Digital. Digital, Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, I think this was the first time it was ever um, screened in front of a live audience and it was a huge audience. And uh, yeah. I was really um, surprised and impressed at the audience reaction to it. It was really, I mean, your performance is so good in it and you're so funny and authentic and real and the chemistry between you and Laganja is so good too. I was really impressed and happy with all the acting performances in it. Well, you're, Definitely. I mean, you're, you're the Meryl Streep of, of acting. You know, oh. You're, you're, you're absolutely uh, incredible in this film. Um, you're a brilliant actor. And there were some, there were a lot of laughs in the movie. We got a lot of laughs, but there were also like crying moments. And absolutely. you gave us, you gave us a couple of, you gave us a couple of tears. Wait, you should. You had nudity, Kelly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's trauma porn. You know? <laughs> we, we love a good trauma porn. You know, anytime. <laughs> Take off your top, Coco. You want to be a star, don't you? <laughs> Who else is what the, you got? <laughs> Who else is in the movie? Get Extra Jordan uh, is in the movie as well. Vicky Fox uh, plays my BFF. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Nice. And so much fun. I love working with Vicky. Um, Laguancha, Honey Davenport. Yes, in Manila's it. in there. Manila's in there. She gets yeah, a cute little cameo. Ingenue is in it. Michelle Visage is in there. Michelle Visage. I get to tell <laughs> Michelle Visage off and tell her to go fuck herself. Basically, well, I do that every will week. Have a lot in common. <laughs> right. <laughs> You've been working with. Wait, where can we see this movie? Can we see it anywhere? online yet or in theaters or do we know does it have a distributor i think it's looking for distribution right now and they're hoping to get that out of one of these festivals yeah. i think yeah that's what yeah. usually happens i you might be able to watch it on outfest I, like i think there is yeah i, I don't unconventional yeah. streamed on outfest.com or whatever for like two days afterwards and when i went to go finally okay. watch it it had expired at 8 a.m and it was like 8 30 oh, i was like Fuck oh, really? drag. yeah Damn. That looks so good. What did it screen the night you were there with Kathy, or was that something different? Yeah, it screened that night. Um, we did three episodes, I think, and uh, it went great. I, oh, cool. I was, I was, you know, I don't like watching myself, but I was thrilled with it. Um, I have been watching you all over the fucking world. You've been touring with Trixie and Katya. You've been starring in The Browns, which is in season three. You've been busy, bitch. She is booked and busy bumblebee, hanny, hanny, hanny. <laughs> Save the bees. Save the bees. You know, I am. I'm so lucky because acting, as you both know, is like my like first love. And it's what I'm, you know, it's what I love to do. So I'm really, really blessed to get to be a part of this Trixie and Katya experience. I mean, working with these two Looney Tunes is an absolute tragedy and I'm filing <laughs> workers comp charges, but we have a blast together on stage and off stage. And, you know, the show is scripted, but we keep it very loose every night. We improvise with each other and the audience and, you know, you know, you never know what's going to come out of our mouths or going Katya's, you know. Mm -hmm. I've seen those dancers. Right. The dancing, the numbers, the Broadway, the comedy, acoustic folk. I mean, you get it all. Media, movies directed by John Mark. Multimedia. Multimedia <laughs> theatrical multi experience, honey. I love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> and you've um, gotten to go all over the world, uh, fucking Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, the Australias and the New Zealands. That's fun. Do you do you enjoy like do you go out and like see the places, or do you just see airport dressing room <laughs> stage? 
I do. I take full advantage of uh, the daytime to go out and explore. Mm. And then we usually go out after the show as well. And, you know, so you walk in the day, I walk in the day, I walk at (laughs) night, you know, I turn into, you know, I have to make a little extra money on the side, you know. She goes walking like, after uh, midnight out in the moonlight. Walk, I go walking after midnight, baby, up there in the Brisbane's, honey, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Checking out the Aussies, you know. Honey. But yeah, it's fun. I mean, our next gig is Radio City Music Hall. It's crazy, freaking insane, you know. Majorana. Yeah. I live. Uh... How do you get to Radio City? On a bus. <laughs> Take you, you practice. You bitch. practice. <laughs> how how long have you been an actress, model, luminary in Hollywood now? Because I know when I showed up in 2001, you and Bijou were already the pretty girls on the scene. Girl, you came in and you just, you racked that shit up, didn't you? Raggedy taggedy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Well, you were one of the, you were one of the first, you know, the first people that I, worked with when I first moved to Los Angeles and we did a Jerbear Jones uh, telekinesis cabaret. Oh my God. That was the name of it. Telekinesis. Yes. Was Uh, that a casita or hamburger Mary's? Yeah. Casita. Casita. And yeah, Jerbear was one of the first people who, who gave me and Jeremy a chance to like sit there and sing a song with the piano. So it was, it was very impactful and, and you were there and you were part of it. I was uh, playing my little you, guitar. Yes. And you sang this song at the Outfest show that is really, really gorgeous and breathtaking and very current as well. Mm-hmm. What'd you sing? I sang a song I wrote, and it's funny you would say it's current. It's called Equality. Um, and I actually wrote it about seven years ago when mm-hmm. all 50 states finally received the right to marriage equality. <laughs> I can't believe we just we just now got the right to marry seven years ago. I'm like, thanks. Right. Um, but yeah. And so I was just saying it out fest. I said, it's ironic to me that, you know, I can still sing this this many years later and it's still relevant to the current state of affairs. You know, I mean, yeah. it's shocking that we're having to fight for basic human rights against people who are so fucking basic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but- yeah, that was the song that, that I did. This is something that like we as artists do. We we have to push use our art to push it into the forefront of people's minds. I remember you singing about gender fluidity before that was even a word with, um, is she a he, is he a she, that's my something, my ambiguity or something. It was like good rhymes. And I loved your first album. Was that your first or your second album? That was my first album. Yeah. That's a song called satellite baby, which was also the name of the record, I believe. Satellite baby. Yeah. You're Mm -hmm. honestly like a drag Joni Mitchell to me a little bit. I love that. Yeah, very that type of G's. Yes. I've always been a huge fan of uh, folk music, protest music, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, yeah, it's where my little heart kind of, my little lesbian heart lies in my repertoire of music, you know, (laughs) (laughs) lesbian folk, Lilith Fair Arena. So, yeah, it feels good to get to share those songs when I do. Bitch, Radio City, I can't wait to see you right where you belong up on a big stage doing your oh thing. Oh my gosh. And I get to sing a rendition of Rose's Turn from Gypsy and the, in the Musical. So I'm like going to be living my little Patti Lapone fantasy moment, you know? Yes, give her her roses. Where can we find you online and your music and anything you want us to see current? 
Um, I'm on Instagram at Kelly Mantle, Twitter at the Kelly Mantle, and um, yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, you know, you know, you know. I'm obsessed with you. I think you're absolutely Same. incredible. And obsessed with both of you. Love you both. Thank uh, you for coming on. Congratulations on all the success. We'll see you soon. We'll see you in the movies. See, see you, you in, in the, the magazines. magazines. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tammy Browns. God bless her. The movies are back, baby. And if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with Five Whys. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? In the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to movies baby wherever you get podcasts and you can watch movies baby live every thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five Y's. Movies Baby! Ooh, deep and dark. I need Raja's light up outfit. Let's so <laughs> see. see a little bit better. Oh, it's lasers that won't be really helpful in this game. Lasers and lotions. Um, <laughs> this is the point of the show where we like to go spelunking, unking, unking, deep inside the DM. Somebody's farting in this cake. Now, you had, Dipper had some reservations about including this email uh, because it's a little bit cunty. Uh, oh. And it's old. Uh, but you know what? Cunty and old, honey, honey, we've got it. If, you, if you're looking for cunty and old, we've got it for you. Honey. It has a perk. There is a perk to it, which is why I included it. Okay, so it says, hey, slut and slutter. Damn. Oh, my, name, my name is Jaime. I'm from Portland, Oregon, and I've been a huge fan of the pod for years. Well, I was at DragCon all three days, and I was shook how much some of the queens were charging. Now, don't get me wrong. I love to support queer artists and giving dolls their tips, but certain queens were charging more than Michelle Visage, and I was shook. Cough Jimbo charging $50. Michelle was 40 My question is, how much is too much for a meet and greet? P.S. I stopped Willem as he was walking around alone to tell him he was a sexy bitch and I loved him. I was going to ask if he wanted to fuck in the restrooms, but I wasn't alone, damn it. Here's a video of me getting head in the restroom at DragCon. <laughs> okay, well, let's watch the video. Let's watch the video. Oh, my God. Is that Luscious Massacre? <laughs> Is Luscious eating dicks? Oh, that's How not Luscious. How do you do this? How do you get this? And just the the bobbing of the RuPaul's DragCon badges as this is See, going this on. See, this is the VIP badge. Don't gag the girl. Now see the feet Word. in the bottom left corner? The feet in the bottom left. Oh, oh yeah. Someone's, they've got a Are neighbor. those your feet? Oh, and they're taking a shit next Oh, they're going to take a dump oh. while she's sucking a dick? Oh, God. Oh, Mama. God. 
I don't need to hear and smell someone else taking a shit one foot away from me uh, while having fucking interactions. No. 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 No, no, no. Cleveland steamers, please. Um, how much? Well, you is- know what? That guy had a boner at DragCon in a stall where someone was taking a shit mere inches away from him. And you know what? Rue girls can't get a boner from a guy to save our lives. So Rue girls are more repugnant than active shit. <laughs> oh, wow. Proven. It's, it's scientific Proven. proof. Science. Anything, be anything. I mean, take a shit on the floor. Just don't be a rude girl. <laughs> if, if you if you like boners, if you like erect cocks, just don't get on Drag Race. Yeah, um, there is <laughs> there, <laughs> or just fuck people young enough that they didn't know your season. Mm. Because the guy, the guy, the guy I saw at the monkeypox line that I had fucked on Tuesday. He when I asked him his name, I almost got it right, and then he he said William, and I was like, no, but close. And if you don't know, that's a good thing. That means you'll have a boner. Um, right. How much is too much? Uh, it depends on never too much, never too much, never too much. Honestly, it's all based on supply and demand. If you're in supply, you can demand whatever you want. But like, I've been there, you know been doing this 10 11 years so nobody is going to pay to meet me they've already met me probably in the monkeypox line or at the bathhouse so like i can't charge you can charge you're an elusive chanteuse enigma <laughs> I- i'll be your enigma um sure well that's what a convention is i mean you yeah people charge a lot of the time i always think of like elvira at comic-con Okay. Um, uh, Who's the, T and K? That's the industry term for Trixie and Katya. Oh, is it? It's too difficult to say. It's too many syllables. <laughs> we can to say oh. their names fully. It takes too long. Uh, so we T, were just T and K. Oh, I thought that was what's I in the bottom of the Vivian's purse. I call T you T and K <laughs> in the bottom of the Vivian's purse. Ah! Am I wrong? That's funny. I um, call you A and W. Like oh. the root beer, honey. Yeah. She's got roots and I'm drinking beer. She's got roots and I got a beard. <laughs> root beard. <laughs> uh, Trixie and Katia allegedly charged $300 for meet and greet VIP on their tour. And that's because they don't like meeting people. And if you want to do it, you have to pay them money to do something they don't like, which I get. Trixie does not like fans. She does not like kids. She likes doing drag without meeting people. Uh, right. It's like you said, it's about supply and demand. And that's, I mean, that is what conventions are for. It's so that you can meet the people from the thing, from the movie, from the TV show, from the whatever. And it, it, and it, and it, you know, there is a, there is a price to that. I don't, I don't know how much is too much. Uh, never too much, never too much. Uh, but I, you know, I mean, it, it's the, it's, that's the point of conventions. Anyway, thanks for sucking dick at DragCon. <laughs> no, he got his dick sucked. Oh, I thought you were sucking the dick. Well, good for you. <laughs> um. Anyway, the next message comes from a fag. It says that. I'm not just I'm not just being flippant. Hello, dearest Willaska Dipper. 
On your episode reviewing the roast of All Stars 7, when referencing Raja's joke about Monet's hairline, Willem stated that being from L.A., Rosita is a part of L.A. you don't want to be in unless you have to be. I was immediately offended by how accurate that statement is. <laughs> I currently live in Rosita with my boyfriend in an apartment managed by a bunch of assholes who can only be considered slum lords. Fuck. Uh, fear not, we are getting the fuck out of this place by the end of the month and into a more expensive but, but much nicer apartment. Quick background on issues at my current place. The building was supposed to be re-piped, but <laughs> all they did was cut holes in the walls to expose pipes and never came back. The hot tub is broken and has algae growing in it. The mail in the coffin... Oh, the mail in the coffin is my AC has been broken since mid-June. During Pride Month, homophobic. After calling corporate over and over, we got them to agree to refund for each day our AC is broken and release us early from our lease without penalty. My question for you ladies is, what should I do if they try to hold my money? Willem, you were married to a lawyer. Can you provide advice? I know the short answer is to get a lawyer and sue them, but I'm a working girl who doesn't have a coin to spare on a lawyer. Thank you in advance. Uh, any and all advice you may have. Sincerely, a fag who has had it up to here. P.S. Here are some hole picks for priority boarding. My boyfriend might be upset I attached these, but oh well. Well, your boyfriend should not be upset. I love that it's the exact same picture except <laughs> with different jock strap and different footwear. Really, the only difference is it's the same position on the floor. Uh, it's the same angle. The only difference is in one, there's a white jog strap, and the other, there's a black jog strap with a sort of orangish salmon colored pouch. And you have shoes on in a second. Yeah, uh, I will note that the feet are cleaned yet worn. <laughs> and uh, he used. does have he does have a salt crystal lamp for uh, just oh, yeah. putting out positive ions, some <laughs> gorgeous candles. Your shouldn't be mad. You should tell him. He should like it. I bet he does like it several times a day yeah. um, by the looks of it. Um, my, <laughs> my recommendation is to document everything. Put a newspaper with the date up next to it. If you have the documentation and you mm -hmm. have, you send them written letters and you have their documentation back and everything, you should be in the clear. I don't, I don't know them, but like if they try to withhold your money, do you obviously have all your ducks in a row to have a um, slam dunk suit? I I would think, right? Uh, try Judge Judy if you can't, you know, or Iconic Justice. Iconic Justice. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, definitely what Willem said. She knows. She's litigious, honey. She knows. Get the proof. Get get the proof. That's what Judge Judy always says. You have to have documentation. Mm -hmm. And That's then get they some say pudding. the monkeypox line too. So yep. <laughs> <laughs> this next message comes from Michelle. God, I hope not. Hi, mommies. <laughs> I was listening to the Gossingtons where you mentioned the new season of Secret Celebrity Drag Race, and the format sounded a little familiar. Back in 2021, the show Make Up Your Mind aired on Prime TV in Holland. The show is all about famous Dutch celebrities, mostly cis men, performing in drag. Two teams, led mm. by Nikki Tutorials and Fred Van Leer, the host of Draggers Holland, have to then guess who the celebrities are. 
There's also a fantastic panel of Dutch drag queens led by the effervescent Envy Peru who give feedback to the baby queens, many of whom are Drag Race Holland alumni. Mm. With some investigative journalism, i.e. a quick Google search, you can even find an entry in the Drag Race wiki for the show. The show was a huge success. The first season, which only consisted of one lengthy episode, even featured Peter R. DeVries, an infamous Dutch investigative crime journalist who was sadly assassinated in June or July 2021. He was a mystery queen who handed over the award at the end of the episode. It'll be interesting to see if Celebrity Drag Race will be as successful executed as Make Up Your Mind if the format holds. While I agree with Willem that the show seems pointless, the first episode had one of the highest TV ratings in Holland, and it's certainly done something to further spread the love of drag in living rooms all over the country. Lots of love, Michelle. Okay, well, so I don't see a question. Well, it's just it, some intel, I guess. It's about intel them lifting that the format. I yeah, see the intel. Celebrity Drag oh, Race okay. is completely yeah. stolen. Uh, which, of course, I mean, it's also Masked Singer. It's also, you know, uh, which is fine. And, you know, anytime you can get drag queens on TV, I think is a good thing. It, uh, who knows if it'll be a, a runaway success. I mean, they're doing season two of Queen of the Universe, I think. Um, I mean, I ran away when I watched the first one. <laughs> but the thing is, you have to start somewhere. So, like, I mean, so I think season two of... Queen of the Universe is going to be even better than season one. And I think that, you know, they're starting somewhere with a secret celebrity, secret, um, sequin secrets. <laughs> sequin showstoppers. Uh, yes. I wish they would stop the, the show. For the um, pod. This the, next message comes from BK. Mm-hmm. Dearest Lasky, Willie, and Big Dippy, first time, long time here. I'm a huge fan of the pod, and I, you already scrolled down to the dick, didn't you? Uh, huge <laughs> fan of the pod, and I want to I'm thank you for legs. <laughs> keeping me entertained and laughing. My quandary deals with the reading challenge. Production editing makes it look lo- look like Rue after that looks like right after Rue announces the challenge, the queens begin reading the house down instantly. Is there time provided to compose the reads beforehand? It seems like there would and should be, as though most of the time, particularly in the non-All-Star seasons, the queens are still getting to know one another. Therefore, time would be needed to write witty reads. Much love to you all. Please enjoy my attached dick pics, along with some gentleman callers enjoying it. I'm quite proud of my member for good reason. From BK. Well, Damn. first, let's tuck dick. Let's. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Baby, the Washington Monument's going to be jealous. Hateful notorious. And it has real a slight curve to it. It's sort of like a Halston perfume bottle. And then big in the middle, like hatefully big. Yeah. Ooh, oh I don't gosh. know if I could do this. I could. Who am I kidding? Um, <laughs> oh, sloppy I toppy. Love I love that you pretend to be. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know if I can even do that. (laughs) Um, What was the question? The question was... I don't know. I have been (laughs) completely mind erased by the prodigiousness of this number. Well, I will tell you, uh, the reading challenge is one of those things that they do later in the season. um, On on the the flagship season. on, On the flagship seasons because they need to get some jokes into the girls and they need to, the girls actually need to know each other before they start reading with the all stars. The girls already know each other. That's why they put it right up in front because they want to remind you why these girls are, you know, where they are, I think. And they tell you the night before that you are doing the reading challenge the next day because it is what? Go ahead. 
It is sort of like a mini roast. I mean, you have to be prepared. Now, on All Stars, they told us we're going to be doing the reading challenge right up front, but we didn't know who the cast was yet. So they gave us a list that had multiple people who weren't on the season just so you were prepared so mm-hmm. but you also didn't reveal who the cast was was i on it maybe no <laughs> you weren't <laughs> uh <laughs> well uh i'm not on this anymore either we're ending the episode so thank you so much for listening to hot god and a very special thank you to our tip spot miss kelly mental and a big shout out to our Mom Plus subscribers who are listening to this episode ad-free behind the pussy paywall. We know you're listening. We know you're there. A special hello Larry. to Jorge H. Yes. And Michael N. We know you're listening, Jorge H. And Michael N. Thank you. Plus. Uh, a plus-sized thank you to you. Follow us on Instagram at Willem at the only Alaska 5000 at Race Chaser Pod and at Mom Podcasts. And huh. please stay safe out there, everybody, and be vigilant as to what is happening around you. And get that monkeypox vaccine if you're at risk and have access to it and a text message. And we'll be back next week with another steamy Steaming pipe To listen to Race Chaser ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Race Chaser is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Alaskan Willem. And produced by Big Dipper. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is by Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. <laughs>